Hello, dear podcast listeners. This is Kathy with God in the Grief, episode number 17. And we will be talking about getting encouragement from songs. Ever since the boys died, I have discovered a deeper meaning in the old hymns that I never knew before. And I would get such encouragement from them that I wanted to share with others to pick up a hymn book and really think about the words. Most beautiful hymns are written out of a tragedy and sorrow, but they offer hope and joy. And it tells us that we can have the same thing. There's songs like, It is well, blessed assurance, God is in every tomorrow. My heavenly home is bright and fair. Precious memories, Lord, here's my basket. There's so many, many songs about heaven. And then there's a song that I shall never think of the same way again. And I'm going to read you a little excerpt from my journal to tell about it. The Sunday before the boys died, we sang the hymn, The Waves of Devotion. And Brother Green had exhorted on the song about how the moon has a pull on the ocean, creating the waves, and how God has that pull on our hearts, creating a devotion to him. And Isaac stood up and testified about how much he loved that song and how blessed he was. His devotion to God was strong, and as we walked the beach and watched the waves, there was a healing, God pulling out the hurt and infusing in his love, God drawing us ever closer to him, yet leaving us here to grow strong. Those waves ever washing over us and our devotion pulling us heavenward. I will never be able to sing that song without thinking of Isaac and his devotion to God that I am so grateful for. But God is ever drawing each one of us closer to him if we let him. And music is a gift. It's a gift from heaven. God used music to announce his son. He promised to come back with a trumpet. God put music in all of nature. The birds sing, the wells hum, the trees clap their hands, the brooks tinkle, the stars hum, the bees buzz, and the winds whisper. Nature itself is just full of song. Isaiah 55, 12 says, For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. All of nature sings a praise to God in its own way, and we who have a voice should definitely be singing a song of praise to God too. And just because we have problems and troubles in our world doesn't mean that we should hang our harps upon the willow tree and refuse to sing, for we are not in captivity. We have Christ, and he has delivered us, and he has redeemed us, and he has made us free. And so we are truly blessed, and we have every reason to sing a song. And if we think about how the Israelites, whenever they were delivered, they would stop and sing a song. There's a beautiful song that Moses wrote in Exodus 15. And he talks about how the Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. And then he reiterates how they were delivered from the um, Egyptians and how they were delivered from the Red Sea, from drowning in that. And it goes through different scenarios But they sing this song of praise to God when they were delivered. And God has delivered us from so much that we should be able to sing a song of praise, even if we do have some heartaches and some sorrows of heart. 
The Israelites wrote many songs as a way to remember what God had done for them. And, you know, it's hard sometimes to remember just word of mouth things and might get it all twisted and get all wrong after many generations. But a song, you could just sing it verbatim and you could pass that along to your children and they could remember it. So um, that is one of the things that the Israelites did. We read in Deuteronomy 31 and 19. Now, therefore, write ye this song for you and teach it to the children of Israel. Put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. For when I have brought them into the land, which I swear unto their fathers that floweth with milk and honey, and they have eaten and filled themselves and waxen fat, then they will turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my covenant. And it shall come to pass when many evils and troubles are befallen them, that this song shall testify against them as a witness, for it shall not be forgotten out of the mouths of their seed. For I know their imaginations which they go about even now before I have brought them into the land which I swear. So they were admonished to sing these songs because it was something that they would not forget. And so in those times when things were all good and wonderful and they tend to forget to turn to God, that they could remember those songs and remember what God had delivered them from and not forget. And we know that David wrote many, many songs. We can read those in the Psalms of um, the Bible. And he encouraged himself so many times just by writing out his songs. And we know that Solomon wrote many, many songs. First Kings 4 and 32 tells us that he spoke 3,000 proverbs and his songs were 1,005. So he wrote many, many songs. And, you know, we can at least sing a song uh, to God in praise and honor to him. So songs do many things for us. Not only do they uplift and encourage our hearts, but songs in the Bible, they were used to instruct. Um, songs were used for praise. They were used to in dedication to different things. They would use songs. But a song is our testimony. So we, we want to be able to sing a song of praise. And we don't want to lose our song in the night. Uh, when those difficult times come, we don't want to lose our song. There is a scripture in Psalms 42 and verse 8 that says, Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. So if our hearts are tuned towards God, then he has a song for us. And he has a song for us even in the dark time. And then there's the scripture in Isaiah 35.10. This has become one of my favorites since the boys died. But it says, And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. And they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. It's hard to imagine sometimes our sorrows fleeing away when we're in the midst of them. But that is exactly what God has for us. He has a replacement for those sorrows and he has joy to give in its place. And we're encouraged in Ephesians 5.19 to Speak to yourselves songs and hymns, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord and giving thanks always. 
and we're encouraged to also sing to each other to encourage each other and so music is so important in the grief process not to shut yourself away from music but to allow it to help in your healing with your grief so god honors that joyful heart and especially that joyful heart that is singing in the midst of its sorrows and its grief and you're singing because you trust in god not because you don't have sorrows and troubles and that trust in god is what keeps those joy bells ringing in your heart and allows you to sing songs of praise and god wants to hear you sing so i'm going to end the podcast with a song god wants to hear you sing by crossroads and don't forget to sing in the midst of your grief. Their chains were fastened tight Down at the jail that night Still Paul and Silas would not be dismayed They said it's time to lift our voice Sing praises to the Lord Let's prove that we will trust Him Come what may God wants to hear you sing When the waves are crashing round when the fiery darts surround you, when despair is all you see, God wants to hear your voice. When the wisest man is spoken and says your circumstances as hopeless as can be, that's when God wants to hear you sing.
Sometimes it's hopeless as can be.